Video. Producer Jake, are you gonna stay on video? No, he's going no. Stay Jake's on video. Busy. Yeah, he should. Jake, stay on video. Look Jake, how are you gonna... Look how, like, you're blushing. Look how beautiful you look. Jake, what are you gonna be doing? Are you gonna be eating or something and you don't wanna be on, on the video? Or are I you mean, gonna go I'm, I'm in and out, yeah. Do you not believe in our podcast, Jake? Bobby, that's <laughs> not the case. This is you guys, you three. Four is a, four is a mess. A little but bit. you look good. Show, show the back of your hair real quick. Can the dog stay? Cobain yeah. can stay. Yeah, Cobain. Oh. <laughs> oh, he did what I did on the stream. Uh, I, I leave all the time. Ash on our stream. Um, I leave all the time. So, I, so, Bobby, if, if you're – so there won't be video for, obviously, the podcast. So people mm -hmm. that are um, seeing this right now, they are what? 666 Club members only. Video content. 666 Club. So if you're watching it, you're a 666 Club oh, member. Hello, 666 Club. And you see Bobby without his sunglasses on because I told him to take him off because I need to look into his eyes as we mm. tell the story of the Black Dahlia yeah. murders. That is it, man. So should we, should we run this? Should we do this? Well, I mean, wait, wait. Yeah. So I think the big thing is before we even go into the podcast and the 666 members, I want them to know that we are that we chat about this. We talk about how the breakdown of mm -hmm. how we're going to run the podcast, you know, how – Ash will be telling the story of the podcast as much as, you know, and, and then we'll kind of dive into things piece by piece. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is one of those ones that are so famous that there's so many people that were suspected. So 666 Club, we appreciate you. Um, and now onto the content for the um, non-666 Club members. Yeah, hey, that's nice. That's nice. Should we whisper the, should we whisper the whole time? Yeah, we should whisper. That's nice. I kind of like it. That's nice. Hey. Well, hi guys. Ash, what the <laughs> fuck is up? So, all right, here we go. We ready for for non six 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 club members? Let's do it. Let's bust it. Right. So, uh, episode two, true crime, Black Dahlia murder. I get confused because we were a music podcast, now we're a true crime podcast. So, I thought we were going to interview the band Black Dahlia murder today. And I got really fucking excited. <laughs> I wish. Listen, I've I, I've played with Black Dahlia Murder, and they are one of the best bands live that you'll ever see. But you know that this is not that. This is the the Witching Hour Mystery Sessions, which we have good. dubbed with uh, myself, Josh Balls, um, Bobby Shabinsky, and Ash Costello to bring you the best and the most honestly confusing murders and unsolved <laughs> mysteries of all time. Because I've been re researching. I, obviously, we all know about the Black Dahlia Murders, like it's so encapsulated in our history and, and a lot of people don't know much about it. You know, they watch the Josh Hartnett movie and I'll tell you what, that is the not movie it. Was terrible. Is that, <laughs> that, is that, is that, is that, can I say that? Yeah. Ash, can I say, say that? that? You watched it? It's so bad. Okay. I, I watched it again last night. I like it. Cause I like really? slow droney horror oh, film noir God. movies. But my husband last night, at least four times throughout the movie, was like, "Can we please change it?" He's like, "This is so is bad." So so slow. I do so bad. I do appreciate film noir. Obviously, I have a bar called Noir. Like, so I I love I love that style. But like, is as as in like conjunction with the story of the Black Dahlia, it's it takes a little bit of the conspiracy route more than a factual route. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, exactly. it's one of those things where you're just like, oh. especially knowing about it once you start researching about it, you're just like. No, I didn't realize how off base the movie was from the actual theories and suspects that are out there. It's very romanticized and they throw in some side storylines about the two detectives and the love triangle. It's just, it's a hot mess. Josh Hartnett. I don't know, man, where'd you go? Maybe it's that was it for him. Maybe he did black Dahlia and he was like, nah, no, Josh Hartnett is in uh penny dreadful. Yeah. But what happened to that show? 
it the was on like it, it was on like it was on like that? last year. Did it get canceled? Like, what the hell was watching Penny Dreadful? Like mid storyline. Penny Dreadful was amazing. I've never even heard of it. It, it could great. have been really amazing. Like the first season hmm. was setting was up it? to be something really really cool, and I then I only saw the first season. Dreadful. Is that when they introduce they introduce monsters and things? Yeah, and yeah. how like okay, okay. I don't know why we're talking about this, but Penny Dreadfuls is about Universal classic monsters if they were in the real world, and how all of their stories kind of intertwine and affect each other. Uh-huh. So it could have been really interesting. Josh Hartnett does does a lot of stuff that could be really good, in my opinion. Anyway, why are we talking about Josh Hartnett? Uh, true. I, well, I mean, about- well, well, I, oh, I, well, let's let's honestly, we're talking about the movie situation and how many film adaptations of the Black Dahlia have been and been put into the world, and think about. How many things have been inspired by the Black Tie, like um, American Horror Story, um, mm-hmm. the the first season where or they? What was the first season called again? Horror House. Murder House Day, yeah. right? So it's you know it's a lot of things have been inspired by the Black Dahlia, and it's you know it's one of those things that's it's kind of unfortunate that people have to that have been in this. You know, we talked about the Velisca murders on the last one. Mm-hmm. Think about this one is like there's families involved, and, and people don't understand that that you know talking about and 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 glorifying these these people that have been murdered and and they've been you know you know her naked body was laying in a field and that's so um what's the word i'm trying to think of is it's so really gruesome. it's it's, and it's, re- it's revealing you know and this family yeah. is like i feel so bad for you know these things and 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 you know hopefully these things get solved and it gives these these families solace and things like that mm-hmm. but you know it's it is something that needs to be talked about and talked about in a, in, in many ways, because you never know one of these things that where people are doing these things, they could lead to, you know, the, the answers. Yeah. I, what, what I like about this one, and I'm glad we chose this one, Ash, this was a, I'm, you know, this was your pick for, for week two. Um, what, what I'm really excited for is, you know, I grew up in a small town. So the Velisca Axe murders I thought was, was the perfect fit for that one. Right. Um, and yeah. here I am living in LA and this murder happened right down the street from me. So, and balls, you were saying that, yeah. right? Like how, you know, what, what, what did you say last episode? It was so good on what you said. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the chances of, you know, you, you, there's 500 people in a town, your chances are very high, that's, but when there's 10,000 people in, in a, in a small thing, that's why this, you know, in, in black Dahlia, which we're going to di- dive into mm-hmm. Ash, how many suspects are there in this case? Oh, there was something like a hun- over 150. It's like two minutes. Because there are 150 you know, confessions and over like 50 suspects. It's wild. It's crazy. Yep. To, which, to is, which is really wild. Where it's a small and town. It's, no, it's, not in. Surprising that, right. it's not surprising that it was left unsolved if yeah. that was the case. Exactly. And like what Bobby said, what's really fascinating for me is I, I I'm just going to say it. I feel like I could have been the Black Dahlia had I been alive. In, you know, the 1940s, I walked the same streets at night with no mm-hmm. supervision, hanging out with God knows who, wearing all black, looking all come and take me, you know, mm-hmm. who's to, it's really fascinating to me because I've hung out at some of the places that she was known to hang out at. And it just maybe made, you it just reincarnation. Reincarnation. Maybe you got reincarnated. Huh? Can you say die. that? I hope not. Damn. Well, that explain, <laughs> gonna... that explain why I don't trust nobody. You're gonna don't trust sense. nobody. We're all gonna die. That that would make sense. But no, so I, with that, yeah, you want you want to jump into it? I, look, I'm excited. You know, first week, uh, last week's the Velisca axe murder. It's it's funny. Uh, the feedback was ten out of ten. 
is one of our most downloaded podcasts. So I think true crime is going to stick. People are like, please do more true crime. Please do more true crime. And you know what else I really liked about it is I feel like everyone listening kind of really agreed with the suspects. And then at the end of it, it was like on a Velisca axe. Everyone was like, I think all three people were involved. And, and now that I think about it, I feel like the same way, right, from last week. So um, I'm excited last for this one. It, it was so fun. And, uh, you know, this is a little different. We're not doing it from the Blackcroft headquarters, but we'll, we'll do another one there again. So that, that'll be fun. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm really interested to dive down this. I, th- I think the Unsolved Mystery route is kind of my favorite because you're always at the – like, at the end, you don't know, like, fuck, who did it? Like, like I'm still thinking about Velisca Axe murder. Like, I'll be walking through my house, and I'm like, no, nah, it was the priest, you know? This Well, the, well I feel like this the, – the Black Dahlia is, is on the same level as I've been trying mm-hmm. to – um, obviously I've known about the black Dahlia for as long as I can remember, but actually diving in and doing research and things like that, mm-hmm. it, I, it, it bums me out because I try to solve it. Like I'm like, like I know what I'm doing, but it's, it's one of those things where you're just like, I can, let me, let me just read it, read into this. I was reading debunking stories. I was reading, mm-hmm. you know, all of these different things of how it couldn't be, or could be this person, but then also getting like, you know, all this stuff. So it, it's, it's difficult. And I, I it makes me want to go and become a detective. <laughs> And I think the Black Dahlia is one of the most interesting unsolved murders besides Jack the Ripper, maybe of all time. Because yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I was in high school. And do you remember that site? Um, I think it was like rotten.com. Yeah, I do you remember, remember that, that site. Yeah, like you had a slumber party, you'd be like, oh, let's go look. Let's yeah. go look at it and scare ourselves. And I remember seeing photos of the Black Dahlia and like that's really mm-hmm. burned into my mind. And I've kind of always thought about it ever since. Yeah, Very that was that. It was that website and um, lemonparty.org for me that are the images Lemon heard in my body. <laughs> Dare. Hey, what's well, Lemon Party? Should I go hey. there right now? Uh, Maybe later. Uh, Paul, this is probably where we should give a warning if you are uh, yeah, under the yeah, age. Yeah, hey, if, if, you're, if you're under the age of 13 and you are viewing or listening to this podcast, please be be advised that it is for the faint of heart and we are, we are getting into some gruesome things. So um, please be advised. And if you are uh, a parent, please, hey. Be careful. Balls, be, hearing you be serious right now is like, that didn't work for me. Like, that hey, didn't work. Like, 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 that didn't work. Hey, if you're, if you're a kid, if you're a child, just fuck off. <laughs> Balls, you can't say those things. Balls, you literally um, cannot say those things. Well, I mean, there's, a of, there's a lot of trigger warnings for this story. Yeah, yes. there's a lot of There's, there's a lot of, we're going to be talking about um, murder. Obviously, we're going to be talking about, and I don't know if you guys know this, rape. Molestation, abortion, yeah. incest. I don't know if y'all know oh, or ready, oh, but know. buckle buckle your seatbelts because this one's gonna be a bumpy ride. So Ash, let's 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 dive down this story and let's get into the the, the gritty <clears throat> the nitty gritty of the Black Dahlia murders. Let me get my notes here. You got your voice ready, Ash? Because <laughs> that was a hit last week. The, the fans really? love the voice. Yeah, the fans okay. love the voice. Okay. Let me get into my sex operator voice. Okay. The Black Dahlia, a.k.a. It's really weird that you're looking at me while I do it now, though, because before <laughs> you guys weren't looking at me. Oh, I really right, we're, not at here, me. we're not here. We're not here. <laughs> the Black Dahlia, a.k.a. Elizabeth Short, born July of 1924 in Boston, Massachusetts. She was the third of five daughters born to father Cleo and Phoebe Short. There's not a lot to be found about her upbringing, except her father had lost. This is very interesting, by the way. Her father lost his life savings in the 1929 stock market crash, and in 1930, his car was found abandoned on the Charleston Bridge 
and it was assumed he had jumped to his death in the Charles River. Elizabeth's mother, assuming he was dead, had to find a job as a bookkeeper to support her five daughters. But in 1942, Elizabeth's mother received a letter of apology from her presumed dead husband, where he revealed he had moved to California to start a new life. So 12 years, they thought their dad was dead and she was just supporting five daughters on her own. So already not a fun life for poor Elizabeth Short. It was said that when Elizabeth was a young teenager that she was very beautiful with jet black hair, pale complexion and bright blue eyes and always wore a flower in her hair. She had felt she had what it took to become an actress and she had big dreams and just wanted more than living in her kind of small town. Mm-hmm. So it was said when she found out that her dad was alive in California, she thought that that was her ticket out of her small town to pursue stardom in California. So he agreed to have her move in with him in exchange for her, you know, cooking and cleaning, taking care of the house, which didn't last very long. Uh, after only several weeks, she moves out. And it was said that she would stay out all night and didn't do any of the cooking and the cleaning she had promised. So her dad kicked her out and essentially left her homeless and a teenager to kind of fend for herself. So she bounces around kind of around the US, but she lands in Los Angeles in 1946. She rented an apartment behind uh, what's, it's still a building that's standing there called the Florentine Gardens Nightclub. It's closed down, but it's still in the location and still says Florentine Gardens Nightclub on it. Let's buy it. Where she shared a small apartment and uh, shared bunk beds with these girls, all like aspiring actresses living together on Hollywood So the girls that lived with her, they they were all actresses too? Yeah, and it it was said, I mean, allegedly, it was said that um, she was living with other aspiring actresses. Um, She worked at a restaurant uh, with live entertainment in the burlesque variety. Okay. So we can take a break there and kind of talk about like Hollywood glamour and and, like coming to California and chasing. Already a horror story itself, right? (laughs) Yeah, honestly. I mean, let's, let's, I mean, back it up to when you said about this is an, this is a thing where she was abandoned from her, not abandoned, but she was, she was abandoned by her father, uh, such a young age. And I think what that does to a person is, you know, abandonment issues are such a heavy thing, especially from your father figure. Um, and having to, to watch your mom, you know, after the great depression, figure out how to raise that many children is, is so disheartening. Um, and, and it probably did a number to her, you know, and I think that's why she became a nomad. She, She went from, I know they, they were back and forth from from Florida a lot because she had um, uh, issues with her with her allergies, I believe, and things like that, which is crazy to me. It's like, hey, you're just going to let's go to Florida because of your allergies. Um, That's, the thing. Ag- you know? That's actually the thing. Um, they didn't have Claritin in, uh, yeah, in, the, in the 40s. Yeah. <laughs> so but it's crazy. And then, you know, coming out to California, a lot of people think she only came out to California to become an actress, but she came out to California to you know, rekindle with her father because she was fighting with her mother. You know, they wanted to, you know, I I think the father was writing letters back to the mother after 12 years saying, Hey, I would really like to rekindle this situation. And the only one to, to actually be like, yes, I want to have a relationship with my father was, was Betty. And, and, and that, that speaks a lot of volumes of how much of a a caring person she was because the rest of the family wanted nothing to do with the father, nothing. And, you know, if, if she took that, that, that same ideals, she wouldn't be in that situation. She'd be, you know, living back home with her mother. So I think that's a touch base of like those abandonment issues and trying to rekindle a, 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 
and and try to find love that wasn't there. So I think you know when the story develops into all the issues she has with some of her suitors, you know, that's one of those. But yes, that the California dream, it's a lot. the California yeah. dream, as, with- as a yeah. As a daughter who, you know, his father figure wasn't really in my life very much, it does at a young age kind of lead you into making some like not great relationship choices, which mm-hmm. I'm sure was very detrimental to her living in Hollywood and and all the men she kind of the sketchy men she got involved with. So yeah, you're totally right about that, Josh. Um <clears throat> so okay, going back into it. So I mean, these are all supposed testimonials about what she was like um so it was said that she was a bit of a wild child she liked to go to parties and stay out late at night um hung out on hollywood boulevard which in the 1940s basically made you a target for for rumors you know kind of being called a harlot she was arrested in september 1943 for drinking at a bar while underage which comes into play later actually in a good way yes she was said to have been seen at the Florentine, where she lived behind. Uh, the, some of her other hangouts were places I've gone to dozens and dozens of times, like the Palladium, the Pantages Theater, the Frolic Room, Michelli's, Musso and Frank's, and our favorite, Bordner's, a.k.a. Bar Sinister. Oh. I thought you were this at a ranch when you said our favorite. What is that restaurant on Hollywood Boulevard, Musso and Frank's? Is that what it is? Yeah. I've been there. That place is so beautiful and it's like untouched. Been. You never went. It was ama- it's amazing. I mean, um, I've driven past it a billion times, but I've never gone inside. But I know that it's like a really legendary place for Hollywood elite to kind of mingle and network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I mean it's it's crazy for a, when you when you go to those things like I call Hollywood Boulevard where Boulevard where so many people have been over the years and it's like I've walked down Hollywood Boulevard and you 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 kind of like picture like as you're so if, if if I feel like I'm I'm there right now, you know, you're walking down the street, and you're seeing I the hustle you. bustle of, of the 1940s mm-hmm. like happening, and she's, I mean, I think she's just a lost person and trying to find her way. Like you know, she 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 moved all the way to California to try to connect with her father and lost that connection. So she has nobody, and she's trying to figure out, you know, where she belongs in this world. Which we all felt that, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, who am I? What am I doing? And I think she just wants to, you know, I think she Fit wants in. to. Yeah, she wants to fit in. She wants to make her family proud. Like I think mm-hmm. she re- like if if I were because I've had these issues where I just wanted to make my father proud. I wanted to, you know, do great things yeah. to be like, will you accept me? Basically, kind of situation. I think that's yeah, what you know, is happening. And you know, she's bouncing around these these clubs and being a a little bit of a hussy. You know, like you know, putting herself <laughs> out there. Yeah, to be, yeah. To, to, you know, networking, to, mingling, yeah. trying to like rub yeah. the Hollywood. Well, elite, who I'm sure. Well, think about it. Out. Well, balls. Think about it. I mean, you know, I mean, Ash, you're from Calif- you're from Southern California, but you know, myself and balls, we come from two really small towns. Just like she came from a small town out of Massachusetts, right? So when you first come to LA, you're, you know, like I live right off Sunset right now, right? Like I live right next to the Palladium. I'm in Hollywood Hills. I'm I'm in what we're talking about right now. And you see, you know, you're so impressionable, right? When you first, especially when you come from a small town like yeah. this, and you get lost. Major. You get lost in all the bullshit, right? Wide eyed. Call it what it is, yeah. You just get lost in the bullshit and you and it's so easy, you know, for me, you know, I, I relate to business. I, I was so, yeah, exactly. Like impressionable that I got fucked over, you know, on a business level. Right. So imagine coming here from a small town. You know, you're, you're this woman. You have you have father issues. You're, you're here. And it's like it's like you it's like you kind of woke up on a different planet in a way, you know, and I think yeah. I think that's why it's it's and you have like, nobody. Yeah. And you have and nobody. That's, that's nobody. why it plays into such 
in, in these in this murder, it plays into such you know, we have all these suspects because she never connected to anybody. So no one has those true stories of, you know, where she was hanging out, who she was mm-hmm. with, how she was, because she was like, she was a nomad. She was a vagabond. She was, you know, she was here. She was at the hotel. She was with this guy or this girl or this and, and, and trying to, there was a, there was a point where she was found in a, in, in a, a theater, like with a blanket on her sleeping in a theater before she was able to, you know, the, the, um, the theater, the person that worked at the theater, you know, took her in for a little while, you know, there, so she was, there was no real, she never spent more than a couple weeks, a couple days, a couple months with people. So she never had that real yeah. connection. Her living, her living situation is like all over the place. I didn't even like bother listing all the places she lived, but from what I'm, I'm sure you can attest this from what it looks like. She bounced around from apartment to a room in a house or crashing on a couch like consistently while she was there. Mm-hmm. You know, as you're, as Which, you're talking I about, I mean, this, I knew people like that. Well, I was just going to say, Ash, as you're talking about this in my head, I can name, that was me. You know, when I first came out here, I can name 50 people that that is currently right now that are my friends. Yeah, most, know? most people are living in, in Hollywood. It's, it's so it's, it's unfortunate for people everyone that, that aren't, everyone has roommates, five or six roommates. Sometimes mm-hmm. I, I remember like going on tour and, we booked a yeah. tour that was that didn't have routing home, so we actually slept on our friend Michelle Starr, who was a, it was a, a friend. We slept on her couch, six dudes in a band for a month because we couldn't afford to get back. We like slept on her floor. So I mean, oh my this gosh, is I didn't know that. yeah. So this is like one of those things that's it's more it, and it's common. it's it's common because it's the it's the California dream, and and I think you know she was wrapped into this, and I think it's. It was the lights, the glamour, you know, talking, you know, and putting yourself out there and, you know, making bad decisions. I think she made a lot of bad decisions, but with the right mindset where she she thought, you know, maybe if she was with this guy or with this girl, it would help her grow because she was Mm -hmm. she was vulnerable. Like she didn't know what to do or how to how to how to, you know, go in these (laughs) situations. And I I, it's, it's it's a scary kind of thing because everyone wants to be in the bright lights and they come out to California and they find themselves on a couch and they're afraid to go home because they're too proud to, you know, mm-hmm. to be like, you know, to think that they failed when it's in realistic. It's a pride thing. So imagine trying to go home in the 1940s. Like imagine you can't just get online and book a plane ticket or get an Uber to the airport. She was probably right. screwed. She was, she yeah. was stuck there. I'm sure. You had to, to take a train ride if you wanted to go home, or which the is bus, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Train or, bus, or you know, bus, yeah. Greyhound around in 1947, you know, 19, you know, so mm-hmm. it, it was difficult. It was a big decision to do what she did. And and it's, it's scary when, you know, this, this isn't only just, you know, this is, you know, we're talking about unsolved murders, but, you know, put these in, put yourself in these shoes and, and also, you know, be, don't, don't let pride get in the way. And I think she did this a lot where she, she said, you know, this is it. And this is, you know, I'm not, I'm not letting go on this, this dream of being a, a, a big actri- actress, which, you know, then in turn made her the biggest, one of the biggest people in, in history. Pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, sadly her fame came after her death, you know? So mm-hmm. she did, she did, she achieved her dream. She's became very, very, very famous. She was on the cover of magazines and newspapers for decades and decades. It's just sad that, you know, she wasn't alive to enjoy it. So, but I think about that a lot. Every time I've gone to Bar Sinister or Borders, not one time have I gone there and not thought, I wonder if the Black Dahlia had a drink right here and then, you know, walked out. Did she go left or right on Cherokee? And I like, can never get that out of my head. I know yeah. that's really morbid. But okay. No, I know what you mean. I, so, I think she'll 
Yeah, I can't help it. Uh, okay, moving on to January 1947. A local resident, I can't do it. A local resident found Short's bisected body near the sidewalk of a grassy vacant lot. Today at 3825 Norton Avenue is a full residential neighborhood with a small house resting directly over where her body was discarded, which I've never gone there. I would like to do that. Whoever put the body there wanted people to see it as it was a popular area to walk around in. A woman walking her three-year-old daughter um, found the discarded body and immediately ran to a nearby residence to call police. Okay, let's let's do that warning one more time. A what? Shit's about to get real. Uh, <laughs> warning, balls. Let's give do us one the more warning. warning. Um, yeah, if you are under the age of 13, please be advised that things get a little gruesome and get a little um, touchy in these situations. So if you are with a child, please put earmuffs on them. Okay, I'm going to do my best to read through this full thing completely. Elizabeth Short's severely mutilated body was famously completely severed in half. It was said by medical examiners the body had been dead for 10 hours and had been moved to the location where it was found. They know this because her body was drained completely of blood and no blood was found at the scene or on her body. The body had been completely washed with what they believed was gasoline. Her intestines were taken out and placed neatly under her body. The legs were positioned spread open and her arms above her head. There were ligature marks on her ankle, wrists, and neck suggesting she had been tied up. She had evidence of blows to her head and she famously had been cut three inches on either side of her mouth, which created a gruesome permanent smile, which indicated a personal hatred towards her. Cause of death most likely was choking on the blood from the lacerations on her face and hemorrhaging from head trauma. She also sodomized. She had multiple cigarette burns, a game of tic-tac-toe on her thigh, and one breast had been cut off. It was also alleged that part of her hair had been shoved up her... her you can say vagina. Her, her undercarriage region. Yeah. And um, that's, that's the whole of it. Um, well, or the half of it. Or the half. I can't. <laughs> no, Josh. Um, no. False. Um, no. You know what? And, and you know, dealing with like the like I deal with uh, dead things on a, a a normal basis. I own a store called The Strange and usually sell dead things. You know, it's 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 to to look at it in that aspect of where I've been to um, funeral homes. I've been to um, uh, you know autopsy things like that, where where you understand how difficult it is to to do something like this to to do a proper procedure yes. like this where and i also you know in in that thing as well as when she was all of her reproductive organs were taken from her body as well um which is another note that i would like to talk when we talk about you know uh, some of these people some of these suspects is is a good little point to go through but you know to cut through a body like that with such precision and such you know, it, it's, it's very difficult, you know, you have to have the right instruments, but there's a thing called the trifene, you know, where they, it's a, it's a metal rod about a quarter inch thick. I was so hoping you'd get into like the de- the details. <laughs> I was so hoping. So, All those really shit. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. But this thing called the trifene where the, it would go into your main artery and it would drain all of the blood out of your body to be able to then put embalming fluid into your body. So this person has done an autopsy on a person before. So that is a good notation of what to do. But to cut all of those, you know, you have to have 
the correct scalpels. Like, I don't know. I, I don't think it was done with an autopsy, uh, a, um, an autopsy saw. So an autopsy saw has a little bit of a vibration to it when you're doing it. But in 1947, um, they were actually pretty, they were still pretty good at, at cutting through bone, but through cut through that flesh, it was a scalpel, a very, very mm -hmm. short scalpel. Um, so each piece of that flesh was, was pulled back while they were in, doing those incisions, as I would think, you know, to, to be able to, you know, cut through the skin, to cut through, you know, your muscles and then cut through the yeah. organs. And then to be able to drain that blood, you would have had to have used a trifene before. So I think she was drained of blood prior to um, him cutting her Being in half, cut half. Um, to make for a little bit of a cleaner. They uh, said in the autopsy report that, they said that the evidence showed that she was uh, dead already when they had done that. But if they believe that the cause of death was choking on the blood from the lacerations on her face, that obviously indicates that was done while she was alive. And that's something that like, I, when I was reading, I just couldn't get out of my head. I just couldn't, I couldn't, well, no one could imagine that. Well, this person definitely, this, this person, they had to know what they're doing, right? So this, this wasn't the first time this oh, yeah. person has done right. this. And right. I, I, I guarantee this wasn't the first time this person has done this because they did it with such, such emotion that it's, there, there's, there's, there's no way. Um, so this person is definitely a skilled murderer, whether it's, you know, um, I, but I, I want to know why she was put on display while why she was put in this field and put in the position that they were, were you know was she is she supposed to be a piece of art you know where she was trying to connect with something and they're were, they were making a, a point to be like hey i did this and you should know mm -hmm. so it, it's it's it, but it, it was definitely a very skilled uh medical professional that did this and i think there's no doubt about that um which you know, when we go into suspects, it, 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 there's there's like a cut, red and dry, and how things happen, and I, I just don't even know. Like you know, imagine being put on display like that. No, I oh, mean God. I'm trying to imagine doing performing something like that and not having any medical background. I just if someone handed me like a a fake a fake dead body and some tools, like here, cut this in half cleanly, get through the spine, get through all the intestines, I would. There's no way I would know how to do that. You can't just like go for it. There has to be knowledge. So I, I, I'm going to be completely honest. I think I can cut through a body, right? But I think the have issue, you ever? No. Um, the Lies. issue is 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 the draining of the blood. I think that that takes more of a skilled professional because you have to find the correct vein. You have to insert insert that 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 um, trephine, uh, drain the blood out into something where you're not going to make a mess, where you're not going to get caught. Um, and then, you know, then cutting the body becomes a, a lot easier of a situation. But I think that's the hard part because anybody with a, with a, you know, with a, you, just um, get a saw? you can't just go to home Depot and get a saw. I mean, not with, those, not with those lacerations, you know, with those, uh, things, yeah. but also oh God, 1940. it's, yeah. Sure. Also, home Depot, home Depot around in 1940. Um, probably. Um, but the, the thing is like, there was a lot of little things like, I heard, which I don't know is true, that she had a, a rose tattooed on her, that they cut the rose from the body and also shoved that skin into her vagina, which is why is that? Um, oh, I didn't see that. I don't, I, I, again, I, there's so many, there's so many. I, I did read that piece taken off, but I didn't, didn't read about the tattoo. Yeah. So I, I want to know like why yeah. she was tortured 
And what was the message that was being said with making her a public piece of art, if if that's what the person was doing? Not that I'm saying murder is art. Again, you know, I touch back and mm-hmm. talking about the the these families and how they're they're still going through these things, and we're not trying to um, you know glorify murders, but it's it's one of those situations where was this person trying to perform art, or were they a sadistic bastard, or were I think they the message just was trying to be sent? I think a message was trying to be sent. Once you get into the suspects a little bit here, uh, I think a message okay. was trying to be sent. Um, here we go. So continuing on, because we can, we can keep going. Yep. Um, they referred to her as Jane Doe at first, but luckily she had been arrested for underage drinking. So when they ran her fingerprints, detectives, uh, that's how they were able to identify her as Elizabeth Short. Uh, the media went crazy for this story. They sensationalized her as a beautiful wannabe actress described as adventurous who prowled Hollywood Boulevard wearing tight black dresses. And the Los Angeles Times um, even deemed this the murder um, sex fiend slang. The examiner nicknamed her the Black Dahlia because of the black clothes and the black flower she wore in her hair. And I actually didn't know what a Dahlia was, so I looked it up and it's, it's like a, flower, a daisy, right? like yeah. a black daisy. Yeah. Well, talking of, yeah. of, of, of the flower, but it. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. But I mean, th- that's the thing we, you know, talk about how she got her name, the Black Dahlia. That's also one of those things that no one has that correct, um, you know, pinpoint of the Black Dahlia. I know some people are talking about how she got it from her friend, and then uh, because of the Blue Dahlia, but she wore mm-hmm. all black, so she got that. But then also people said, you know, with this yellow journalism bloom, that they needed that 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 thing, and and that they needed that that giant picturesque um character and they deemed her to the black dahlia so i think till this to this day it's still not uh recognized how she truly got the name the black dahlia whether it was a a, a friend they said there was a friend from a pharmacy that she went to that gave her that name uh based off of the blue dahlia which was the murder of which is uh, what was the blue dahlia it was about like a I thought it was a movie uh, wasn't it a movie it was a movie that was a movie. Uh, that was based off of like what she kind of did um she was like a person that came and tried to Ooh, find stardom and, like that. Um, and then you know but they also called it the what the werewolf killer um the werewolf oh, i didn't see i didn't, I see, didn't that see that, that. oh so, in the movie no no in in so in there was a before around when they called it the black dolly murder i think they called it uh, a werewolf murder because it was so gruesome and it was so mm. there was there was so much mutilation that it was like a werewolf almost did it to her so that was like one of the the names that the press also gave to her. But yeah, this to to do a pinpoint on, on yellow journalism. It's that's it, it's to make a mockery of a death is terrifying. Yeah, it's kind of sad. You know, murder is obviously sad. very serious, and it's like they had to make murder sexy. You know, it's twenty twenty two. It's, it's, it's like the twenty twenty two version of clickbait. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a good point. Murder, but make it sexy. Yeah. Good point. Okay. So we're going to get into the suspects here. Police had no leads, uh, but they began with asking one of her uh, former roommates, which was the, the the woman that worked at the theater or owned the theater. I believe her name was Dorothy. Um, so the roommate reveals that a man picked her up from their house uh, the night before the murder in a Studebaker coupe, and police were able to get his name and car. Um, police search nearby motels and end up finding Robert Manley, a.k.a. Red Manley. Um, they they take a photo of Red Manley back to Dorothy where she confirms, yes, that is the man that picked her up. So they do a background check on him. 
and find that um, only two days after the murder, he leaves town with a friend named Harry. They go to Harry's house and they find Robert's car. So, you know, police are thinking, oh, we, we're, we're onto something here. Um, police have to wait two days for them to return. So Harry and Red finally show up um, and they begin questioning both of them. Uh, but Robert takes two polygraph tests and he ends up passing both of them. They search his car and find nothing, so they ultimately end up letting him go. Um, Robert said she had asked him to drive her to the Biltmore Hotel where he dropped her off and never heard from her again, pretty much. So um, that's suspect number one. There wasn't really too much going on there with Red Manley, except that he had her in his car the day before. I mean, the big the big red flag with... Oh, I'm big red flag with red is he was uh, yeah, he was he wanted to be with um elizabeth and he also was married at the time so he opted to drive her from san diego up to california right before that prior i think believe right san diego to la yeah. so the big thing was i i, <laughs> I think the i why I think he is a good suspect in my eyes is because, you know, was it his wife that found out that he was trying to schmooze, you know, uh, Betty for, you know, leaving him or was it him trying to cover something up? And so this can, I think it possibly can tie him to, if he was powerful enough to find a doctor to kind of link with and be like, Hey, maybe red got That's her. That's what I was going to say is the one thing. The one thing is that he has no medical background. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah, yeah. That, that's a good shout. Also, and, I don't think you're coming back. If if you left town in the 1940s, you're dipping. You're not coming back. What do you mean? Yeah, that's it. No well, more Los Angeles for you. Well, he came back. He came. He left town, right? Didn't you say he left town? Well, he the reason he yeah. left town, he didn't. Uh, want he to left town two days after the murder. He didn't want yeah. his wife to find out that he was with um with Betty. So he, yeah, that's but, why he, but I don't, but there's, but bro, there's oh, no shot. Yeah. If you murder someone, you're not, you're not coming back, especially in the 1950s <laughs> like that. You, you're dipping, I'm you're sure. out, you're free. You know, we're not I'm on sure Instagram. Once he found out that, that's true. You're I'm gone. sure once he found out and like saw in the news about Elizabeth Short, he was like, oh shit, she was in my car just before the murders. I'm a suspect. My wife's going to find out about this. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it, but my life's over anyway. Right. I'm out. No, he should have just yeah. never came back anyway. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But I think his his I think he's kind of ruled out because he I think he was just scared and he was with her at the time. But I feel like it's so it'd be so apparent that he was the murderer that he'd be a fool to do what he did. So I would yeah. I would rule it out, out just there. based he on he's not he that out. much of an idiot. And I think this person that did it was very well thought and knew yeah. that this was happening. And they they, they it was a, it was a situation. Yeah. And that's the thing is like he's. He's. I don't think he's intelligent enough to not putting you know in that. But it's next. Health. You'd have to have someone else involved in this situation. Yes. And then now you falls next. I mean, we're talking. Next. I mean, it's like okay. Plus, he next passed the polygraph part. test twice. Yeah, he's okay. yeah, guy's yeah. guilty. He's innocent. 1940. If you leave town, you're a free man. In 1940, they're not going to find you. You're not That's finding. It. You're not coming back. You over, you get a whole life. Leave him alone. Next. Grow a beard. Leave away Red. Leave Next Red alone. Suspect. I don't even want to hear about Red anymore. He's gone. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, fuck Red. So mm-hmm. a month goes by and uh, still no real suspects. And because of the media popularity of the case, 
They have a lot of people coming forward and confessing to the killings, but no real evidence. They had nearly 150 confessions to the killing. Hundreds of letters pour in, but the LA Police Department did receive a few letters from who they believed could be the killer, or at least maybe knew who the killer was. Mm -hmm. So whoever was sending the letters was sending um, some of Elizabeth's personal belongings, such as her birth certificate, business cards, photographs, um, other odds and ends, pieces of paper with names written on them, and an address book with the name Mark Hansen embossed on the cover. Um, no fingerprints were found on any, any of the belongings because they had allegedly been wiped clean with gasoline similar, similar to her body, which brings us to our next suspect. This Good one. old Mark Hansen. I like now this we're one talking. A lot. Now we're talking. Um, <laughs> So okay, it, yep. I, honestly, he, for, for me, Mark Hansen's it. Like mm-hmm. I, I think, I, me, yeah, Mark Hansen's it for oh. me because there's so many. So Mark Hansen was a club owner. I think he was, he had famous, he had power. He knew everybody yeah. there. Um, there was, there was a, a couple of things where, and also he was super obsessed with her. I think this is a good point, yeah. a good thing. And, and he, she would not sleep with him. Um, so, uh, other sources say that she wouldn't sleep with him, but he was super obsessed with her, always wanted to be with her. He was super mm-hmm. engulfed by every aspect of Betty. And I think just to look at that and being a powerful person is scary, but there was a, a situation in the Astor hotel. There was a room covered in blood. Um, and it was what? said that he was potentially, it was a couple days after they found out there was a room covered in blood. And what happened is they didn't come forward and say anything because the owner of the Astor hotel, he had some, some, Mm. uh, situations against him. He didn't want to go to the cops because he's like, well, I'm not involved. So I don't want to get involved of this situation. Um, and they found there there was a person that was five, nine, 150 pounds. That was in the room next to that. That looked like Mark, Mark Hansen. There was no positive identification, but there was that, that happened next door. But also he, had medical he had a medical background and yeah. he was a Let's very very Mark Hansen. <laughs> um, put, there's, there's so many little things about Mark Hansen that I really, really, really love. Not love, but I'm 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 intrigued by love that was, you, yeah yeah I understand. um that I think so he was a very powerful person and he had so much um uh, he had so much I think involved in this situation because she wanted she lived with him for a while and she wouldn't sleep with him, so he kicked her out. And then she couldn't find a place to live, so she begged him to come back in. Um, he let him. She he let her stay with her again because he was so enamored by her. But what's crazy is um, he had pictures of her all over her house. Um, he had pictures of her all over his house mm-hmm. after the murder. He's a psycho. Um, so he's he was obsessed with this person. Had this obsession that someone he you know. Was, uh- it, he was it a was stage five clinger. He was a stage five clinger. That's perfect. And a lot of his friends were in the LAPD. And we know in the forties, everything was corrupt. Even everything, in 2022, it's fucking corrupt. Come on. That's very true. So the two people that were, yeah, the two people that were the head of the case, which were Finnis, uh, Finnis Brown and, and Harry Hansen, Harry Hansen, which is not related to Mark Hansen. Is it related were, to Chris Hansen? Chris Hansen, yes, okay. they were they were trying to catch His something. Great, great, great grandfather. <laughs> I mean, they are trying to catch a predator here. That's true. So these two LAPD <laughs> officers were were actually Mark Hansen's friend, 
Okay, and a lot dude, of it's the, over. Look, so it's long. over. Dude, no. it's over. Listen, listen. No, listen, there's even more that it's gets over. even sketchier. So after the oh, situation where all Let's, this stuff gets fuck we're doing is over. and tossed in the trash it's over. afterwards. So Mark Hansen also owned a Lincoln dealership. It's and over. After the murder, listen, shut up. <laughs> but why keep going? I mean, because there is other subjects. more suspects. So he's for me. bullshit. So after the murder, everything, everything goes missing. Everything gets acquitted on Mark Hansen. And after this whole situation, all of the higher ups in the LAPD that were involved in this case, all mysteriously started driving all brand new Lincolns. All it's over. <gasps> what? Yeah. Oh, yep. sketchy. Yep. That's so, sketch. So it, there was a, a, a giant cover up. I think what happened and that's, but I still, I don't understand why they would have put the body in the yard to prove a point. It's a power play, dude. It's 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 to send a message. It's to prove a point. They probably had that that Chris that this Hanson guy. What's his name? Mark Hanson. Yeah. He probably has. He probably has this. He probably had some other cases against him, right? And people are probably fucking with him because that's what happens to when you have power like that. And and if you have this kind of mindset, right? You have shit out there. It's not, it's not like this is like a one and one and only thing. Probably other shit going on. Send a message. Scare the fuck out of everybody else, right? That would do it. Your friend, your friends are in LAPD, dude. It, dude, it, it's this is 2022 and this shit happens, right? Like everything is so who you know, how much money you got, who you could pay off, who's your friends, you know. Yeah. It's all who you know. I, it's yeah. just one of those one of those things where it's like, why would he? Um, why though? You know what I mean? Why is why is he? What do you mean? I mean, obviously he's obsessed with her, and and he's like I said, he is my number one suspect because of the address book the the cover-up why but why email email <laughs> email side for you why mail all her belongings and the address book to the police with a letter saying uh, the i think the letter said something um it wasn't handwritten apparently it was um letters cut out from a magazine you know totally like from the movies saying you're never you're never going to catch the killers don't bother right yeah and why would why, he do that? Yeah, why is he writing, you know, uh, letters? You know what I mean? Like, why is he taking the time out of his life? Is he is he getting off on this? Is he is it is it becoming one of those situations where, you well, know, especially if he's in cahoots with the police? Why right, send right? letters to it's the police taunting them? Exactly, the what's helping it out? It makes because it, 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 it's not driving any attention. Why would he want to drive more attention to him? And that's what kind of gets me the wrong way. Is like. All signs to me point to him as in like he can do this, he can this, but I think maybe the the person that's writing these these little serial killer type um, verbiage and, and writing those things, maybe that's that that isn't the killer. Maybe, maybe. that's uh, you know, uh, yeah, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. So, so it's like I, I I I'm just so confused on why this do, if he if he buried it and it was over, then why keep bringing it up? Like why? Yeah, that's what makes me wonder if it was Mark Hansen because he's got it's the Mark police under his, <laughs> he's got the police uh, under his thumb. He can get away money. with it. Why like push the issue? Yeah. So it's like, was it him? You're worried okay. about why push the issue with that? I mean, why murder someone like the way you just did? I guess that's true. If you're, you know, I mean, you're not dealing with someone that's you know that's all up here. Like, that's true. That's true. I mean, but I mean, they also found her social security. They, they, the person sent her social security card. But so this is going to sound really strange. And I don't know if you guys care to listen to what I'm about to say. And anybody listening care to what I'm no. listening to say. 
but who has control <laughs> who has control of the um people's birth certificates and social security cards and things like that which were found in the what was mailed who has control of it what do you mean who has yeah. control like like who has your like you know I, I don't even know where mine is when you're 22 years old so when you're 22 years old who has your social security card your birth certificate and your like parents, all your I guess. I guess your parents wait so what's the oh, theory you think her dad did it wait hold up hold I on well, you, I could be convinced. So I, I think I, I'm her, stick with Mark Hansen. So I think so I think it's Mark Hansen, but okay. I think Mark Hansen also got her father involved. Because hold on, how, how, why? Hold because on, real, father, I want to back up something. Well, wait, wanted, hold on, balls. I want to back up something. Hold on, I want to back up something. Because you, you you got wanted. me going somewhere now. Ash, earlier you said that uh she thought her dad was dead, right? The family thought the dad jumped to his death correct yeah what was that him faking his death sorry i didn't i didn't catch yeah. that part or that was him faking his death yeah yeah he disappeared for 12 years and but why after 12 mm. years right to the family be like psych i'm alive hey because you're not mentally me. right okay okay balls and so, it was said that when police went to the father's house to tell the father she had been murdered he just he didn't, give, he didn't give a fuck didn't this is a red flag. This is a red yeah. flag. Yeah. So he didn't give a fuck at all about this, the, the, the daughter's death. And I think that shows like a little bit of a red flag. And why did he go to California? Did he go for stardom as well? Did he get himself stuck in a weird triangle of, of debt with things like that? And then get, you know, wired gambling. To, to, you know what I mean? Like, so is he looking for money? Does he getting someone involved like Chris Hansen? Oh. I, why did I say Chris Hansen? Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen. I meant Mark <laughs> Hansen. So this was, this is never, I've, I've mm. not read at all one I little theory that the father was involved because that throws such a red flag for me that this father wants so this nothing is a pure involved. josh theory this is brand balls. new this is a pure josh theory brand new theory from yeah. josh balls balls i um, think it's the father um because it's crazy because even even the mother so i, I let's talk touch back on this yellow journalism situation the examiner called betty's mother and said that she won a contest and she needed, they needed information and like background stories of this. And so they got all of this information. These, these slimy cock sucking fucking journalists go call the mother and they mm -hmm. say, Hey, your, your daughter won this prize, we, but we don't, we need information on her. Can you give us all the information? That's can? Pushed That's her mother up. to tell her. And then at the end of the phone call, he said, I, I, I have to tell you something. Your daughter, um, your, your daughter's dead. Um, so the mother freaks out, loses her mind. And so these these journalists say they're going to fly her out to California, but they don't. Well, the examiner, it was the examiner. So they said they were going to fly her out to California. and But, but they didn't the because, yeah. So what they did is like they kept her on the line being like, hey, you're working with us. We're going to fly you out. So she didn't talk to any other press. So the mother was so encapsulated, so distraught and all this stuff. But the father didn't give two fucks that her daughter was how, dead. How do you yeah. know how do you know he didn't give two fucks? Where where is that resource? There there, there is a there's a thing there's a police report where they went to the father and the father just basically shrugged it off like oh, I don't care. But for a person that, you know, took 12 years of guilt that he left his his family and then they finally reconnect and your daughter dies and you don't give a fuck? Mm, like I don't know how true that is. I, I maybe, you know, we go back to the Hansen thing. There's there's there's, you know, 
police connection there paid off. That could that could just be a bullshit thing. You don't know if a police report was ever really filed. That's true. The, you know? the police report could have been messed with, or they could have paid the father. Like, look, that's what I'm no saying. Shit, or we're gonna we're gonna or we're gonna do this to you next, too. right? Yeah, hmm. yeah. But balls, the father's an interesting. That's an interesting. That, yeah, is that is that theory out there a lot or is that was that kind of rare no, not at just, all we I've, just figured that out i just it's it just you know what though balls i you know what here here's why i think no this is why i'm over the father now i i bounce around but this is why i'm over <laughs> it. this is why well, i'm over we're it. here we're here for conversation here's here for why i'm over it the father theory <laughs> why no one else is talking about it it's debunked because the father faked his death for 12 years he don't give a fuck about his family. You don't have a birth certificate. You, you don't have that shit. You don't have that shit. Yeah, but she yeah. moved. She moved True. all of her shit from from uh, Florida no. No. to California. So no. she she brought her entire life and put it down. Do you think she carried her entire life with no. her from house to house, from theater to apartment? No, but what I don't think, think she. I don't think she had her birth certificate. No, I, I'm. I'm. I'm what going was found? Can we, can we fact check what was found in? Well, so I know her address book was found in the trash, like down the street. But what was mailed to her were um there was there was a box from this this alleged um killer that was like all the the, the newspaper clippings, which were all you know wiped clean uh, in gasoline to get. So there's no there was no trace of anything. But it's just to me, it's just so crazy because I can't. I, I don't travel with my fucking social security card, but maybe no, she yeah. does because she's a vagabond. You know what well, I mean? She's a nomad. I mean, she, you know? Different times. She moved around. Supposedly, she'd moved around a lot from couch to room to apartment to house to even allegedly a garage at one point. And I'm just trying to imagine if I was doing that, I wouldn't be even be able to carry documentation with me. It just I wouldn't mm -hmm. feel safe doing it. But I guess in the 40s, where else are you going to put it? Plus, it's, it should be noted that her father lived up north, actually, by San Francisco. So if she did go to her father's and then go to Los Angeles, maybe she's like, I, I can't bring all this stuff with me. It'll be safe at my dad's. So maybe it was there. I just couldn't imagine carrying all, the, all that stuff with you. Yeah. It, there were... Um, there were witness reports saying that she sometimes looked like she had been sleeping in her clothes for days. That doesn't sound like someone that has the means to like yeah. carry their birth certificate, you don't get your birth certificate security card. And, no. no. And that's what I kind of mean. And it's like, is it, there's, there's, there's no red flag that this person has their like intimate personal things that most people don't even have on them. Like, so that's why I, I wanted to bring that up and almost like, you know, put it on the it's table. Good, and kind of what you guys thought. I don't know. But again, he would have to have someone involved in it. And a person that's going to keep their mouth shut is a father. You know what I mean? Like, and they're, they're good at hiding secrets and doing things like that. So did he get Mark Hansen involved or was there a back channel of some sort where there was two people? And that's where I'm kind of, cause they also talked about Leslie Dillon being in cahoots with Mark Hansen as well as like almost them tag team in the situation. But, you know, I just don't see her, traveling with all of her personal belongings like that especially right. being like i said a nomad like that but the big red flag was like him being friends with the person that uh the lapd the the finnis and harry that were legit on top of the case that got rid of all the shit that just said no this is this is not him there was no there's no what else diving you, you know and then th for them to debunk the whole i mean to get rid of the whole situation they're all driving brand new lincolns and this guy you know owns lincoln and who's also a fucking doctor who was obsessed I, with her. 
I'm done with this episode, honestly. I mean, this, is a, this has been a great episode. <laughs> no, no, but, like, I mean, let's all right. So, Ash, let's move in. Give me another suspect. Give me another. We'll roll back. We'll roll back in because maybe we'll. Give me maybe we'll, we maybe have we'll one. We have one, two, three more to go through. Four okay. more. Okay. But two of them are short because uh, uh, Josh said something really interesting. Is that there's a lot of theories that it was not just one person, which I personally believe in. Um, I'm with that. So we're going to get it. into some other people that could have helped out. So next we have Walter Bailey, a Los Angeles surgeon. So surgeons are super uh, suspicious right now in the 1940s who lived one block from where Elizabeth's body was found and where her body was found was nearby where his ex-wife lived. After his death in 1948, his widow alleged that his mistress, who allegedly could have been Elizabeth Short, knew a terrible secret. Bailey also was found to be suffering from neurological uh, deterioration and his condition was known to produce violent behavior, although he had no history of violence. Uh, his mistress also claimed he enjoyed watching movies of autopsies and surgeries for fun. Um, some suggested the secret mistress knew and um, what she knew was blackmailing him with was that he um, performed abortions for the Hollywood elite which was then a crime. Mm. Um, and Elizabeth was also connected to this man's daughter. So that's kind of his connection to Elizabeth. Uh, it didn't say anything about any romantic interest with him or any like alleged attempts at- This is, this is Walter? You know, her. This is Walter Bailey. Yeah, I, I, so the only reason with the, the abortion situation is when, when she was cut open, her re reproductive organs were taken out. So that would be my only connection. gone wrong? And he's like, fuck it. Yeah, well, I mean, did she oh, wow. did she, did oh, she wow. try to get did she try to get a place to stay and say she was pregnant, you know? But she oh, obviously wow. she wasn't she wasn't pregnant because they would have because that's what I thought at first. I was like, well, maybe if the maybe she Gosh, was pregnant and they, yeah. but they also you can tell if someone's pregnant through urine through other I would say blood work, but all of her blood was could, gone. Could you know? back in 1942? I mean, I'm serious. I, I don't know. 47. I'm not sure. So that's that's another thing is like, could could they have? you know what did they remove like did they remove the it was was she pregnant and she did she go to this guy and say hey i need this baby out of me because it's you know such and such or, baby and or did she get pregnant by a hollywood elite like someone very powerful mm. who went to this doctor who allegedly um did abortions for uh hollywood higher-ups and um did someone kind of maybe want to get rid of her Maybe it but, wasn't uh, Bailey's decision. Maybe it was someone else telling him to do it. But then, why? Where does the Chelsea smile come from? Where does the the, the cutting pieces? Where does the where's the, the premeditated? Yeah, the where's the premeditated beating weird. coming from? That's true. And the torture. So like, and if, the if that, yeah, that that makes no sense. So this was definitely a deranged person. Mm -hmm. So this, I mean, I, I I that's where I kind of debunked that this this guy out. Where it's like you. Yeah, you, I think I'm with you. You're taking, but you can also find out if someone, I don't think she was ever deemed pregnant, which I feel like they could have, even in 1947, I feel like they could have found out through, you know, urine or something else, but was, but that doesn't say if she was, she was drained of urine. It says she was drained of blood, was she drained of urine was, you know, her entire, um, you know, uh, re reproductive system taken out, including where the baby would have laid in, 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 in that, uh, you know, down there. So it's like, you know, was she pregnant? I don't think so. I but, think if she was, this this case would be solved. Do you know I what I mean? Like so it, would, it would, you would have. Yeah. You, I, There'd I, be more I, of an obvious yeah. motive, right? Yeah. So it's like it, it, but where maybe it does the cops play. covered it up. Yeah, yeah. The, the cops maybe thing. Cops I, it up. Honestly, the the cops I think are what really 
fucked this whole situation up because there was so there was so much evidence that's mysteriously gone now that Mm -hmm. no one knows where it went and come on you know what i mean like where'd all this shit go like how how does someone how does someone bring two parts of a body put it in a field where there's commotion there's people walking around it's not completely vacant and no one sees anything nobody there's not anything that was dropped no suspicious activity no tips the police like nothing that seems very suspicious so another little suspicion about walter bailey he lived one block south of the vacant lot in which short's body was found yeah and his ex-wife who maybe i i don't know i don't know how the ex-wife would come into play with this but she lives one block did he want to send his ex-wife a message well his daughter was a friend his daughter was a friend of short's sister, Virginia, and had been in the has and had been the matron of honor at her wedding. So there was a family connection with Walter Bailey and and um and, yeah. and Betty as well. So but there's no motive there for me. Like there's no motive for yeah. That we know. I don't see. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't see. Um, and I think you know, with the the, there's so there's two big power players in this thing, and Mark Hansen is one of them. And I think the covering up and the disappearance of of evidence has to do with a a higher power. And I don't. I mean, Walter Bailey, the big one of why he could have, because he could have had you know the Hollywood elite, uh, you know, trying to get rid of those abortions. He has a lot of power based on, you know, maybe the 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 head of the police had uh, an issue with some yeah. floozy and he had to get rid of to this abortion so you know he has to get out of jail free card so but i just feel like there's no information that they want to keep quiet yeah so the only reason i would say it would be walter bailey is if she was actually pregnant from some hollywood elite like mark hansen or you know uh or or someone that she you know she was regularly finding her place on set and maybe she you know hooked up with some higher up and then he took her to him but I just don't think she was pregnant, so I think that's just. Nah, you would have, you'd have, we would have known that. You'd have heard yeah. that. That would so have been, 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 been the major story. That would have been the major story. Yeah, that would have been the only motive there is is mm-hmm. if she was pregnant. And but she also could have lied. She could have been like, "Oh, I need to be with you. Yeah. I need somewhere to stay, so I'm pregnant." Because they didn't have like, I mean, you know, yeah. anybody fact check me in 1946, 1947. Did they have proper pregnancy tests without going to the doctor? So was she pulling a, a situation where she needed to be in a relationship? Or I'm going to guess no. Yeah, you I'm probably going to so? say no. I'm probably not. Well, I just wanted to arise that question. But that's, that's a, good. But that's a possible scenario. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're going to move on to a really quick one. Okay, we're going to go to Norman Chandler, publisher of the Los Angeles Times from 1945 to 1960. Um, is mentioned in a complicated scenario, including multiple perpetrators. It said Chandler... There's no proof of this. It's just, it was said Chandler had impregnated Short while she was working as a call girl for a notorious Hollywood madam. And that's, I couldn't really find much else on Norman Chandler. There's a lot to unpack there. A lot of, it raises a, a lot more questions than answers. Like, whoa, a notorious Hollywood madam? Call girl? Do you think? Hmm. Could she have I'm, had a side hustle? Well, I mean, that, that, I mean, I don't think so because she wouldn't have been, if she had a side hustle, she would have money, she would have an apartment. She'd have a place that's, to live. She would be, you know, she'd be, she'd be, you know, air quotes. If, if people are listening, she'd be taken care of, you know, a right. like that, you right. know, you, you know, you know, I think that would be, she, she would have a, yeah, she would have someone paying for her to live. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that's a, a, her too. 
Yeah, and protecting her. So I think that's a really debunked one because there was no if if Chandler impregnated short, there would be hospital records of her getting a pregnancy test and doing things like that because I don't think they just peed on a stick in 1947. I feel like my room got really spooky. It got yeah. I was gonna ask who was behind you, but (laughs) oh, don't say that. It's a mirror. Oh, so it's yourself. So I think Norman Chandler is is a no bueno because I think there there would have been there would have been some kind of if she was pregnant, someone else would have known or Mm -hmm. a hospital if if anything. So no, no for me, no for me. Okay, we have two big ones left. Okay, okay. So here we go, George Nolt. Right. Little is known of him other than he lived in LA at the times of the murder. That's okay. He, that's that's what ties him in. But how George Nolt comes into play is in 1990 when his daughter Janice began claiming she witnessed her father murdering Elizabeth Short. Did you read about this one, Josh? No. This is this. Is I didn't okay. hear about this one either. Yeah, I didn't hear about this one. Yeah, because it's it's. I mean. There's still people claiming shit all the way up till now. So this is still ongoing. So in 1990, his daughter, out of nowhere, um, claims she witnessed her father murdering Elizabeth Short based on a base largely largely on her discovered memories that surfaced during therapy. She even published a book called Daddy Was the Black Dahlia Killer. It's catchy, right? It's to the point. It's real. She's money. it's she's money hungry. I'm shaking my head. Just, nah, I, th- th- this one, she's money this hungry. Is att- this is attention grabber. Okay, I mean, this is, this is attention. okay, we'll get through this one fast then because it ties into the next mm. suspect. Yep. So, um, okay, so daddy, daddy was the black dahlia killer. She alleges while um, while he spent time as the owner of a PR company in, in Hollywood, she would stay, uh, Elizabeth Short would stay in a makeshift bedroom in his garage where she uh, suffered a miscarriage, allegedly. Um, then George allegedly murdered her in the garage and bisected her in the sink, um, forcing his 10-year-old daughter, Janice, to accompany him as he disposed of the body. He um, also was a believed surgeon uh, that George George Hodel assisted. So there's, there's kind of a theory that George Hodel and this George Nolt guy teamed up to murder Elizabeth Short. So, um, and relatives also claim since the daughter came forward, relatives have come forward claiming George was capable of violent abuse and would boast about having committed unprosecuted homicides till the day he died. So there's that. I think she cut the family members in on the book deal. Uh, I, I just too many holes in this story. Yeah. There's no, like there's, there's, there's nothing here. I mean, I mean, obviously he was there. Um, she potentially lived in her garage, but you cannot, I mean, I don't know when you think about it in an autopsy room, it's just a a porcelain table with a a bucket on the bottom and you're, you know, sticking that triphene in and just, you're literally draining a body into a bucket, which you then put into a sink. But to be able to do that kind of surgery just over a sink, I think is really strange. Um, and I think that's where important to look at is that kind she would need a proper operating table to be able, not even a proper operating table, like a table to be laid out, to be able to torture this person, to tie this person down. Cause she was, she was tied and bound and she was beaten. So yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, you just beat this girl in a garage and then put her over a sink and drained her body. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Um, about too many holes. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it's a bit. It's a. It's it's a bit much. Like this, just when we have when we have I these mean, other. 
You it, have Mark Hansen. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Yeah, we have Mark Hansen. There's so much, that's the thing. There's 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 more inducing evidence with mm-hmm. other people than there is with with George Knowlton. And I feel like he's over. He maybe maybe he's overlooked. Um, uh, you know, blah blah blah. Short was a oh, sex, that's a no for me. Short was a sex was a sex worker for hero children in the trafficking ring. I mean, it's I don't know. It's it's a power move. This I think you're right. And I just who is who wants this power? Who's that power? But no, honestly, Ash, go into this last one because I know who you're going into, and I and I'm I'm okay. I think this is this is my other sus. Okay, this is my let's, other do it. let's do it. Suspect. This was my most sus suspect, and this might change your mind, Bobby. Um, okay. This might make you. It'd be hard to. So you got to really deliver this here. Okay, here we go. <laughs> George Hodel. Sorry, George came onto the scene in 1940. Okay, I, I gotta give a warning. This is there's a lot of trigger shit here. This one's pretty bad. George is is shady. He's bad. He's he might be the devil. This guy might actually be one of the most evil people I've ever read about. So let's just... Yeah, fair. Okay, here we go. George came onto the scene in 1949 when his 14-year-old daughter, Tamar... uh, Is that how you'd say that? Tamar? Tamar, yeah. Accused him of uh, molesting her. And despite three witnesses saying they had seen Hodel having sex with Tamar, he was acquitted. So let's let's paint. Hold on. George Hodel is is a surgeon. He lives in Hollywood. He lives in one of the most beautiful, biggest mansions. Well, he in lives LA. in a in a uh, Frank uh, Frank Lloyd Wright's son's house, which so it's a, a Lloyd Wright house, which is you know they're they're one of those places that everybody dreams of owning. It's it's mm-hmm. a it's a it's a there he's a one percenter and he's i, I know he's you know I, I've, done, I've done he's so powerful he's super oh, powerful oh my god i saw what that was that what was I that i don't know i feel like george hodell is here i'm gonna have to go um, get a light because something, cool. something just knocked my light down um so not only did he okay. was, was he on. accused of molesting her he was said to have been able have been trying to almost give her up to other um, guests that were at his house. So not only was he trying to have sex with his 14-year-old daughter, which is disgusting, which is horrible. It's a, a that's a, a horrible human being, but he was also with these big wig people being like, here, if you want my daughter, you know, here she it's is. Fucking, you know, you, you, you want to see my daughter naked. You Wasn't want to there fuck something about like a, like a satanic sex child sex ring in the basement? Well, I mean, it goes back to you know the, the shit that we've had in the in the recent last you know five five ten years is with this whole situation of powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, when people get that powerful, you know they that nothing is they they think nothing is is untouchable for them. Um, so it's yeah. you never know what's going on. It's disgusting. Yeah. So, so this guy was a surgeon. You said sorry. Okay, so we're let me we've got we've got this much more to go with George Hodel. Okay, yeah, so give me go. yeah, good. Yeah, I need the full background on him. Good. Okay, so um, friends friends of George recognized the pictures in the paper of Elizabeth Short and contacted LAPD. And a tip was given to police that Elizabeth had been dating George and been seen at the mansion. Um, they had been dating unofficially, according to sources, and they had seen her at his home where he threw a lot of shady ass parties. So we're thinking like. I want you to close your eyes, and if you've ever seen the movie Eyes Wide Shut, where it's this big, beautiful yeah. mansion, and just everyone's having sex everywhere, and there's, like, ritualistic music, it's a lot of that. 
Yeah, I know exactly. How did that go? It's it's. I I feel like that's where that this. I feel like that murder is that movie is inspired by this guy. Really? No, I said I feel like it is. I didn't know that. I know, but I, that's perfect. Yeah, I, I I believe that. So okay, um, he. I think the mansion had a name too. Was the Swarden House? I'm not sure, but all of the, house? All, all of the right houses okay. have names. Yeah. Okay. So this, I think it's the Swarden House. So um, it's located on Los Feliz and Franklin Avenue, where it still stands today, um, where he threw these hedonistic satanic parties. Uh, George, let's get into George's son. George frequently beat his son, Steve, in the basement and threw drug infused hedonistic parties and orgies. Tamar, his teenage daughter, ran away from the house, telling police she needed to leave because of all the sex parties. Good reason. Um, and satanic rituals and that she had been frequently raped by the adults that had attended these parties. Um, police raided his home and found pornography and questionable objects. When I was reading that, I was like trying to imagine what a questionable object would be mm. and why they wouldn't say, say what it. it was. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's at that point, oh. it's probably sex, <laughs> sex furniture. You know what I mean? Like yeah. cages right. and, yeah. and yeah. chains. Some, and some would say questionable. Stuff yeah. I find about else. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, surprise surprise he was acquitted and George died in 1990 so like in comparison not long ago so yeah, George was around in the 90s yeah it is uh, after George died his son Steve um, who was a retired LED detective was going through his first possessions and found photos of who he believed to be Elizabeth Short Family members suggested his father participated in the murder of Short and his unidentified secretary. We're going to knock that right now. So uh, Steve actually released a book. It's called The Black Dahlia Avenger. So he's on a mission now to avenge the Black Dahlia and kind of pin his dad as the murderer. Um, so going going back, we're in the 1950s now. We're going to ruin it. Um, after all these allegations, police bug the house of George, where... Um, Apparently, he said a lot of incriminating things. And in one of the transcripts, it appeared to record a woman being assaulted in the house and then the sounds of digging. So they'd been kind of recording his house all day and hadn't heard the sounds of a woman at all until they heard one scream out of nowhere and then another scream two minutes later and then muffled sounds and digging sounds. So I think we can all get, we don't need to be like psychics to guess what's going on there. Um, so... He, he was rich and untouchable, and police thought they had found their guy, but the charges wouldn't stick. Um, LAPD raided the house and found nothing. I mean, did they even try? Maybe they were bought off. Who knows? After they leave, George makes a phone call, and his house is still being bugged, and he says something about, I covered her face with a pillow and covered her with a blanket, and then says, supposing I did kill the Black Dahlia, they can't prove it because they can't talk to my secretary anymore because she's dead. I don't know what's more incriminating than that. Mm. That's that's pretty interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's 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 so he is my other obviously, you know, he's a powerful human being. He is a doctor, he's a a venereal disease um uh expert. Expert. He has he has a um he's a physician background, so he could potentially do these things. The only thing that threw me off a little bit is like it came so late in the game, and I know also his his son also wrote a book that said his father was the Zodiac killer, which was really weird. Um, so I don't oh, know if he was, like so a, he, he was a cloud he was chaser. The and the black, 
Dahlia so his his son wrote a book, um, the Black Dahlia Avenger, and then his his son also wrote a book, um, saying that his father was also the Zodiac killer, based on those the way those, um, those letters were written and sent into the thing to almost connect both of the murders, which there is you know there's some similarities obviously, but at that point I was just like man mm-hmm. that's I, I that's so many like why are you you know are you are you just saying but it would this? make sense though but it would yeah, kind of make it, sense it would but also they did, they, also, was... they oh, debunked yeah. that they debunked that those pictures that Steve found were um Elizabeth as well so there was there, there was for them him to bring up that story came from these pictures but these pictures actually were not Elizabeth at all so it's okay. it, it, so it's 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 a tough one because he also was very very powerful and had those you know those eyes wide shut style parties and you know he has those connections just like Mark yeah. Hansen does so he had a lot of dirt powerful, that rich, he, I mean he threw the, that power. he had the biggest celebrities at his at his house so, yeah, so he's got he dirt on every website on one website I saw it said that the list and there's no I don't know how to fact check this it just said some of the guests at some of these parties were Gene Autry. And Walt Disney, yeah, bro, Come no, on. I can't, I cannot believe this, I cannot. So he's like the Jeffrey Epstein of Hollywood at the time, um, which yeah. is really unfortunate, you know, trying to give up his daughter and do these things. So the way it's so he's a sadistic person, you know, that he's he's into that that BDSM that style of of torture and things like that. Because when you're that powerful, like those things are they come hand in hand, where it's like you know, normal, normal sex is, is not normal anymore because you can get anything you want with any amount of money and things like that. So that's where I see him coming into play where he's, he's, he's like, I I think this is where I also think that he's probably not the only one involved where it's like he, he, he chained her down and there was 10 men in the room in a circle. Um, and there one guy cuts, cuts this section of her up. One guy gives her the Chelsea smile one oh, guy hits shit. her with that, yeah. with that, and she's wow. a part of their their ritual. Yeah, you know, like things. Yeah. And are, are those rituals confirmed though? Well, like you know, you know, like when you start when you start hosting parties for political parties, the other party finds out, then they start all these. You know, I I don't know. Like, are these are these confirmed things? Well, I think it was confirmed with the with the daughter who said that she was you know basically offered up for for okay. sex to the guests, not only gotcha. just for you know. Yeah you know, to be, uh, you know, so it was confirmed. So, I mean, it, then it, yeah. So, I mean, there was no, com- the daughter, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's no confirmation of like, you know, there, there's confirmation of these, of parties, but not what were going on at these parties. Right. There were right. times in parties where he's trying to offer up his daughter, which is fucking disgusting and things like that. But there's yeah. word got out that even like, having sex with his daughter himself with confirmed witnesses. And, this this stood out to me. I'm gonna read you guys this. Uh, this case sucks. It just, it just yeah. This this guy's it's the like worst. Disgusting. Yeah. It's uh, when horrible. he was questioned by police, his he answered in a very bizarre way. He said, um, "I'm delving into the mysteries of love in the universe." So, that's a whack job. That's yeah. someone who thinks they're like a a god or onto something else or untouchable or in their own like their own rules. Mm-hmm. You know, they think they know something. Um, they're they're above everyone else. That's what that statement said to me. Well, I, I think we could all agree that this case is unsolved. Still here, what's twenty twenty two now? Is someone behind this case had power, had connections, right? That's a hundred percent. And, and, and you know, there, had dirt on people. 
and well, they want to prove sure. want to send a message to the other ones. It's all gone. <clears throat> like all of those, it had to have been an important person. It had to. There's no doubt about right. that an important right. person was involved a random in murder person did this because to for the LAPD to just lose all of this, all of this evidence, just gone, just poof, just who? How, how did it? they say yeah. it was gone? Did, did they ever even um, say like how it got lost? No, they're just like, oh, we don't have it on file anymore. It was they were just playing, you know. But this there was this was a this wasn't a, a this was a normal thing, you know. People paid off the 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 police all the time so that was like a very usual thing in 1947 it's a very um, usual thing in 2022 that's but you know, hey before let's, you let's say wrap up oh yeah shit sorry there let's let's wrap up george here we go um okay. so in april 1950 there wasn't enough evidence to convict george or no sorry there was enough evidence to convict george and they were planning to supposedly but it was too late because he had fled the country and then uh, fast forward all the way to 2013, where his son Steve um, uh, hired a hired a cadaver dog to kind of sniff the the mansion, and they did find indication of human remains in the basement oh. and buried in the backyard. But they there was no proof of DNA of, of who um, the human remains belonged to. Um, but then uh, we're going to wrap it up by saying some wonder if Steve had a personal vendetta against his father because obviously his father sounds super fucked up. Of course he had a personal vendetta. So, he used to I mean, beat his beat beat. He used to beat Steve and also have you know like you know do inappropriate things to the daughter, which is sister. the dude is Terrible. a piece of yeah. shit. Um, yeah. and, and it's but you know the worst. it's it sucks that they you know they waited fucking fifty years, sixty, seventy years to be able to bring these dogs because I mean a lot can happen where you can get, you know, you can be, you can be walking down Hollywood Boulevard and get some kind of human remains and then go into your basement and, you know, it's tracking um, yeah. those sorts of yeah, things. So that's, that's a little bit more difficult. I mean, I have fucking, I probably have rema- like human remains in my fucking house. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Balls, I, I, shouldn't have say, I shouldn't have I said, I shouldn't have said that. Well, I think by, I think by the time we get to episode six, I think you're going to, we're going to be, be like, prison. okay, it's just Ash Costello <laughs> and Bobby Spencer today. On the show. <laughs> um, so, so George Hodel, I think is, is, is a good, you know, I to, to look at because he was, he had such powerful people in his possession and he wanted, he was sick. He was twisted. And that this is, so what puts me, puts me more on the George Hodel side is, he wanted to, it was, it was a game for him. It was a, there were toys. Women were toys to this man. Cause he was a mm-hmm. big giant piece of shit. And Mark Hansen, yeah. he was obsessed with, with Betty. So I think if he killed her, I think he would have kept the body and almost been like, she's, she's a, she's Mayan. She is, yeah. she is a part of me. I want share her with the world. He didn't want to share her with the world. He was obsessed. So, you know, it sucks because like Mark Hansen t- in, in the retrospect of like, the LAPD that was friends with him that swept it under the thing. Did they sweep it under the thing because they knew he, they knew he didn't do it and they were friends, but also Hodel is also in with all these money, big players and be like, yo, if you don't pay, if you don't pay this, this situation, then I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I have all this footage of you, you know, having sex with a, with a, with an underage person. Bro, 100%. Competing, you know? it's, it's, it's that I, I like real quick before we wrap this up, but Mark Hansen, because to me, there's only two, right? Yeah. It, it, Mark it's, Mark it's, Hansen and George George Hodel, right? On yeah. on on Hodel, or sorry, on Hansen. When we talked about how he was powerful, what was his power? Like, he just owned nightclubs in LA. Like, what what That's what was, it? was 
he was the head honcho. He did all of like the famous parties, but he wasn't like sex parties. He was okay. he was a he nightclub like, owner. He had okay. he had the dudes. He had all the all Isn't the people that there. That, that's, that, okay, like, that's my point. Like, that's not that powerful. In the forties, you know, it's like yeah. when when these when these mobsters Beautiful came in your club, end. you had a back you had a back room. True, you know what I mean. Like True. where a lot of conversations were happening, a lot of situations. Like think about it. Well, look at the Batman. You had the Penguin, True. who's in this True. you know in the, the nightclub situation where he controls a city and Falcone. But but, but that's like not that. that powerful though compared to what <laughs> well, that's ears. That's that's like ears. Yeah. He has ears. Yeah, but 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 that's ears, but. On the opposite side, you have you have George, right? Who, it's in his house. People actually doing things visually, witnesses. You know, ears are just one thing. People say shit, you can say whatever. Visually, there's witnesses. You know, there's all the shit. And and for me, when someone's that powerful, they like to send messages. You know, you yeah. you, you think about that it. Someone someone that someone powerful. that powerful of, of, of that shit. There's messages being sent, and I it's think it's almost like, "Hey, I, watch I, me get away with this." Watch. Well, well, dude. My point, my point was this: I stay away from politics. I fucking hate politics. I hate, I hate politics. You look at the Epstein thing, and I'm not even diving down this because I'm staying away from all the shit. Goes to jail, right? It, it just know. There, there's. I'm not even gonna say anything. There's messages being sent on so many different levels to me. Yeah. And and this this George to me is he it's it's messages and and I was all in on Mark Hansen. Yeah, I knew it. Yep. I gotta I switch it. it up. I'm gonna switch it up to wrap it up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch it up. Ash, you know, I just have one question before I make my choice. Okay, go ahead. So he was an he was a surgeon and doctor and expert in venereal diseases, but that makes him part of the elite one percent that can afford like the sword and mansion. Or the Swordell Mansion, like well, I don't know. He he did he did back alley shit that like when when well, a, he's like when probably a, did fundraisers for politicians. Well, no, when, 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 a, when a mayor when a mayor comes to him and says, "Yo, I got I have gonorrhea. How do we? Can you just right. can you get rid of this for me? Like I had a bad uh, I had a okay. I had a night I had a night down on Hollywood Boulevard. Can you get me a shot in the ass with these mm-hmm. antibiotics without telling anybody? Like he was getting he was getting right. hush money from these powerful people because yeah. your point could have been like for a hundred grand, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what probably happened. They had so much money that, like, mm-hmm. um, it's it's there's a there's a, an antibiotic shot. Boom, they're done. They're on, you know, what I mean, that's where they went. So it's probably, you know, you're talking about back then, probably a thousand bucks. Boom, yeah. like mm-hmm. that thousand bucks, probably five thousand dollars now per per person coming to him, probably every day. Fucking, you know, being a sketchy human being. But yeah, you know, the big thing to me is like, but how did George Hodel? get his hands on her social security card, but she must've been carrying it with her. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's where this, that father thing kind of was like weird to me because he didn't give a Could fuck, have happened. And, you know? Could have, hey. So, I mean, there are there's two, a lot of, there's, there's, a, there's a lot to unpack this. and there's, there's hours and hours of things that we can go down to and, and pick into and, you know, all of the notes that were sent back and forth. But I think as a power player, yeah, George Hodel, sure, it fits that void. But as like a, all of the just being acquitted with all of the the obsessions, the pictures of her after death, uh, the Astor Hotel possibility with Mark Hansen and and uh, him being a doctor as well. It's a it's a it's a high probability there. But there's also you know the George Hodel. I feel like I wish they do- they dove into that earlier and did you know you know those do- mm-hmm. those, those those human remains sniffing things. So I don't I don't know. Again, you, I, I fucking, you know, now there's we, also one more theory. There's one more theory. <laughs> All right, one more theory. One more theory. theory. 
in Cleveland, Ohio, leading up to the murder of Elizabeth Short, there was actually a string of murders where women were cut in half in the same way. Oh, they were so decapitated. That Elizabeth Short. Okay, and, and but and cut in half, right? Yeah. yeah. The Cleveland. Hold on. Wait. Wait for this. Wait for this catchy name. The Cleveland Torso Killer. Nice. Right. Super catchy. It, there's this could be a whole nother episode, but there's theories that George Hodel was the Cleveland torso killer. But that's a for a whole nother day. That's another day. That's is, another does podcast, he have does he have does he episode. have Cleveland? Does he have Cleveland roots? Is there anything Cleveland there? I wanted to dive into it, but there was so much to dive into just with it. the Elizabeth Short murder that I didn't even go there i think honestly so i mean if you guys are listening to this please you know tweet us if, if, let us know who you think if it was either mark I, I so either any of these you might have your own possibilities you dive yeah. down this you know if you watch the black dahlia the movie if you've done your research watch documentaries got, got police reports um it's for for me it's between mark hansen and george hodell obviously i am not a detective so i cannot confirm either of these human beings but George Hodel was obviously a sadistic scumbag and Mark Hansen was an obsessed lover. So it's between those two for me. Um, and if I had to choose, choose one, one right now, yeah. wrap it up. Come on. Got to choose one. I think now that we've, um, I'm going to go with George Hodel based on the power play okay. of the body. I'm going, I'm going George Hodel. Okay. I'm going George Hodel. It's, it's the power play. It's the message being sent. Yeah, kind so of case closed. You know, it's it's tough because again, again, so many so many arrows pointed at Hanson, but mm -hmm. the 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 obsession doesn't lead to finding a body in the woods. Like I don't I like agree. not I in agree. the in the field. So yeah. that's what that's what rubbed me the wrong way. And I think you know uh, George Hodel being this power player. Eyes, Bobby, please watch Eyes Wide Shut. I think you'll love mm -hmm. the movie. I think it's a yeah. Very, you haven't seen it. It, I haven't seen it. it no. It's 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 one of those movies that makes you feel something very gritty and very like you know. It's also uh, very slow. Very very slow. slow. I'm already but, over it. No, ADD, you'll you'll ADD, really ADD, like ADD, it. These are kicked in the movie. Basically, the sex orgy makes the whole movie worth it. Yeah, still um, over. It. So and hope. and Leto's in it, um, which is amazing. Still over. Uh, it. George Hodel <laughs> as a power play to show a point that he is the most powerful. And he can get away with anything and can swipe anything and has has not only the cops but politicians but celebrities under his fingers is um something to be said so i agree I think, so you know. here's my thoughts We're, let's wrap it up we producer jake just joined us in i know he's been listening this whole time um as we wrap this up ash you kind of bring up a good point about the the cleveland torso killer or yeah what that's a thing I, I i think if you're listening to this let us know who you think did the killings or if you think we should do a part two little bit do a little deeper dive down that because you got me interested on that um but before we get out of here i want to go to producer jake real quick you've been listening what's your what's your quick what's your quick pick i think it's the father oh uh, all you right this this has been a great episode paul's his theory 10 out of 10 isn't episode, that true episode two True hey, crime. It's tough. Well, Black we're not gonna be murder. able. To, we're not gonna be able to find a part two because there's no there's no hey. info on the father. Nothing, and that's because what Char, that, that gets it. me the most. Well, Paul, we're gonna get bad. boots on the ground. We're gonna get boots on the ground, and we're gonna go there. We're gonna find out. I think that's that's very fair. But also, if if you guys are listening to this podcast, please let us know what we should cover. If you want us to do yep. famous unsolved murders, um, if you want us to do you know ones that aren't, I, I that's why I like the Velisca axe murders because it was it, it isn't in the forefront. There's not. 
it's not the, one of the most popular ones. So, I mean, tell yeah. us what you guys want to hear. You know, what, what, what do you, this is our second one. We want to know how to get involved. How do you want us to lay it out? If you want to lay, lay it out differently, you know, uh, we, we definitely want to learn and, and push into a position where we, um, we're doing what you guys want to hear. Cause that's what we're here for. Good mm-hmm. shout. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Ash, thank you. You killed it. Yeah. Balls. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Jake, thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for everyone who's listening. Hey, hey, hey.